I wish I had the money for a different podcast opening. Because today we are talking about anime! Yay! We are getting into the world of anime that's impacted so many people and so many more people than we actually realize. So we're just going to jump right into it today. Yes, I am your host, Stewie. You're the listener. This is The Spiel with Stewie. Anime, let's get it. So, what is anime? Um, I think a lot of people might not really get it. Um, but don't think it's like this, but don't think that this is some like long lasting trend that is popular with, you know, only teenagers and young adults. Um, so anime outside of Japan is the term that is used for Japanese styled cartoons and it has a really extensive following. And, um, so in the beginning of 20, um, of the 20th century, excuse me, Japanese film makers were influenced by early animation styles that were popping up in Western culture. And, you know, very, um, these very early animations were kind of around World War One, And then anime in Japan kind of grew and started developing as we know it in the 70s with the, adept- with the adaptations of um, manga into anime shows. And it really has kind of like it developed into its own style and genre after um, outside of the J- Japan. You know, after World War II, Japan's ba- boom, where, you know, technology and culture really influenced, you know, nearly all components of its society. So as a result, you know, there's a lot of dedication to one's lifestyle, work, and culture. And I feel like this is why anime is so popular for its attention to detail with animation, plots, and characters. Anime is this world phenomenon that has been going on for for a good, decent time, you know. And it's gone from the east, spread all over, you know. There's so many varieties of dub in, the langu- in different languages, and it is just huge. So, next big question. How did anime get into the U.S.? And there's kind of a few areas where you can kind of really pinpoint, um... There were some 60s anime kind of related cartoons in the United States. However, like with the lingering racism after World War II against Japanese people, it's kind of hard to talk about it and keep it going. So I'm just going to kind of start with the 80s. In the 80s, anime continued to move from Europe into the United States. You know, there was a lot of variations um, and adaptations of those coming out at the time. So, you know... As these anime franchises were growing and we have more production of the material, the market grew for it. And, you know, you had movies like Akira and Vampire Hunter D that really got um, United States um, teenagers at the time to really like see animation outside of the United States. Which means that are there lifetime anime fans? <laughs> yes, these old heads, as we might call them. You know, they prefer the anime from when they were younger. But it is interesting to think that, you know, you talk amongst your friends, parents, co-workers, and realize that, hey, this is something you have in common. My dad, um, for example, is really into 90s anime. And I grew up seeing, like, the Ghost in the Shell DVDs. And I didn't really get it, like, those until I was in high school. And I had asked him about it. And he was, like, really excited to talk about it. And, you know, he would say he would watch the movies and how much of a thrill he got it. So obviously, you know, there is this larger age demographic for anime than we originally think. And it's, you know, it's easier even now to introduce it to um, younger children these days, you know, with streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and Crunchyroll, where you can, like, 
have and show anime that's um for children so that's really interesting so i am going to zoom in for a bit and talk about one of the biggest anime franchises in the last 20 years naruto naruto is like my introduction anime that i really got into um my aunt was watching it and it seemed to know a, like a really good bit about it and it was kind of just one of those things where I was interested in. And it's like, oh, this looks interesting. She said it's something about from Japan. So I would ask her about it. And I feel like, you know, it was one of those things that kind of helped me get closer to her and things like that. So, like, I grew up watching Naruto. And I, like, remember, I think I was, like, 10. Yeah, I'm just going to say 10. And I was trying to convince my mom to stay up and watch Adult Swim because that's what aired Naruto, not um, Cartoon Network. And at first she was kind of apprehensive, like, eh, I don't know. And I don't remember really if like my aunt talked to her or not, but I do remember like as soon as it was like nine o'clock or something, I ran into my room to watch the latest episode. And I have, and I know like, I know I'm not the only one who loves this show. Like Naruto is so big that even people who like really have no clue what anime is is like, oh anime, like that Naruto thing. So um, yeah, it's kind of easy for me to talk about like Naruto as an example of how anime impacts us. Um, you know, you grow watching these movies and these episodes, and it kind of becomes a part of you, which is so interesting because. I don't really get emotionally involved, I would say, with television shows. Like, not, like, Die Hard, screaming at the TV, um, tweeting about it and things like that. But, you know, for some reason, I feel like anime kind of touches you in a way. And I think I like Naruto so much because I love the, I love X-Men, Marvel's X-Men, and especially the 90s animated series. And, like, both of those really have, like, complex characters and stories. Like, it is intense. The Naruto is the main character. He's dealing with this crazy beast sealed in him. He's an orphan. You know, he wants to prove himself to the village. And, you know, there are all these different people within the show that have his own stories and help him on the way. And everything kind of makes sense in this long journey he's going through. And, you know, the anime has um, received its criticism with the amount of filler episodes that don't go along with the manga. I personally enjoy it. Uh, I just feel like it kind of adds to the story in a way so we better understand these characters and what they're like and why they are the way they are. And, like, it's just been, especially Naruto's just been, like, with me for so long. Like, I remember... Before my family got Netflix, when it was starting to, like, become a big thing, I would binge watch Naruto. Like, how most people, like, will binge watch Netflix, it was, like, equally as intense. And I have to, like, thank my mom for letting me use the computer for so long. Because, you know, it was a family computer. I didn't have my own computer at the time. And I would, like, find all these websites and look for ways to, like, watch Naruto for free things like that and then I would like go to biz.com and watch Naruto and watch the Hulu ads with it because that's what, what it was linked to and you know sometimes my family would be like hey let's watch a movie come up with us on the couch I would just be like nah man I'm watching Naruto he's in a fight Ooh, it's about to get real <laughs> and you know um 
they kind of just accepted it, I guess. I don't really remember getting into an argument. Maybe, like, I was on the computer for four hours and it was still, like, so much going on and I didn't want to go. Then my mom might have said something to me. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part I accepted it. Um, I got my dad to watch it, and so I'm pretty sure we went through, like, the first part. Um, we started Shippuden. I'm pretty sure we didn't finish it. I know that. But, like, my dad would watch it, and I was cool. Like, yeah, here, especially when it's on Netflix. Oh, right, we were watching it. Um, right now, like, right now, right now, I'm kind of trying to get my little brother to watch it. But I'm not sure. He might get into it later. Um, you know, he's, like, all the little boys his age into Fortnite. But, you know... Even I, like, me watching Naruto was kind of so intense. Like, I would stop watching it, or if I caught up and stuff, I wouldn't watch it for months. Like, straight up would not watch it for months. Then go binge watch it. And, like, when I finished Naruto Shippuden, and I did it, like, a while ago, I just remember, like, I was trying not to cry. And it sounds crazy, but, like, you've watched a show for 10 years. You've seen how these characters have developed. Like, finishing Naruto was like, oh, my God. Am I an adult now? Like, is it legit by this time? Because it's over? You know, this is just one example for me that I can really, like, talk about and share. Um, I know several people that started watching anime because of Naruto. And, you know, it might be the, not their um, favorite, but really, Naruto's, like, really in my top three. Like, I just enjoy it so much, and I could really rewatch it if I had the time to. And, you know, there's just something about anime. You know, the plots, the music, the composition. It just, in a way, like, subconsciously touches you. So, I also kind of feel the need to address this, um how complex anime is like i said anime is just the word internationally used for japanese animation which means like this is a broad range to get into and that's kind of why i encourage people to watch it because honestly there really is like a show for everyone like my dad my dad loves like futuristic supernatural things and i love like action and you know shows that kind of have an end goal but at the same time there's still a way to get there and I try to understand like my type in a way because I, I really do like I watch a lot of the popular anime shows as a way to kind of like talk to people or carry a conversation when somebody brings it up so like I finished I finished Naruto Full Metal Alchemist I, that was really good that was a good full story to it um Inuyasha I finished that I would also say Psychopaths, but I also heard that they're coming out with a third season, I think it is. I finished Bleached, but that was the manga, and that was kind of a weird, like, wrapping up emotional experience like it was with Naruto. Um, but that was the manga, like I said. I don't have no idea what they're doing with the anime, to be honest. For me, another kind of big one is Fairy Tale. And I don't know, it was like, that one was what I really got into if I wasn't watching Naruto at the time. But, yeah, like, me watching Naruto is like, not Naruto, me watching anime is like the reason why I'm like not really like so consumed with Netflix. And the reason why I kind of hate Netflix when it comes to like its anime selection is it'll put like one episode. I mean, not one episode, one season. 
one season, 12 episodes. I'm just saying, hardcore anime anime fans can finish a whole season in a day. Like, that's nothing to us. So, don't leave us at a cliffhanger, especially if there's a lot going on. But yeah, so there are a lot of varieties into um, anime, you know, your, your fantasy, futuristic, horror, action, history. There's always so many that you can find. I also think it's interesting to see that um, Japanese um, show writers and also the manga authors are kind of like incorporating aspects of other culture into the works. Like... Um, I think a good example of writers incorporating these different like cultural influences is um, Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai was great to me. Like it had that kind of like common Japanese style that you would see. You would see that in like the culture and display. It's kind of futuristic. I mean, when it was animated, the um, you know had it had a hip hop score to it. You know, and it was like. The score was helped um, being produced with the help of RZA from Wu-Tang Clan. So, like, I think that's one really great example. Um, Bleach. Bleach had some Latino and, like, Latino Spanish influences in it. So, just um, sharing those two. I think that just goes to show how, like, the globalization of anime and how, like, you're seeing it. Like, you're seeing that... This isn't just something that like one particular subgroup or this isn't this isn't something from like kids in Japan watch like this is an international thing. So just as um, global audiences have influenced anime, anime has done the same. It is a notable figure in our pop culture. And I feel like it's like slowly getting our respect. That's funny to me because you can kind of really tell like an how an American television writer how much like they know nothing about anime when he writes and you know maybe he has a character and like nerds quote-unquote or like video game dorks are the only one who watch anime and that's like not true as I said my dad watched anime when he was a teen and so did I and it was I don't remember what it was it was either like 2017 or 2018 but like one of my favorite things that kind of like went around on social media was the fact that Black people finally said that, like, they watch anime, like, and there was just this overall acceptance of it, and it was great, because, like, I've been known it, I've been new, man, like, I would go into my high school, and I would say something about anime, and, like, everybody would join in a conversation, like, it didn't matter what, like, little clique or group you participated in, football players, band, STEM nerds, debate team, drama, whatever, everyone had their favorite anime, and on social media and Instagram, I would see, like, you know, black anime fan accounts that would, like, make memes from, like, little anime screenshots of a show. But then it would, like, have, like, a caption with black slang or um, remix an anime scene with a hip-hop song in the background. So, like, that whole wave of, you know, black people in anime was just, like, honestly, it's one of my favorite social media moments. And, like, anime is just so global and relatable in a way, you know, with conflict and characters that, like, it's it's really kind of just entering cultures that, you know, you wouldn't really think about. So, on Instagram, there's this page called Adorned by Chi, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and has been spreading their manga series, you know, brand marketing to black girls and other people 
as and it's this really cutesy series that um pulls from different different African cultures and like I followed the page for a while and these girls are like really serious about their brand and their series and stuff like that but I think that's just like such a cool project and a great example of like how anime is influencing other cultures and it's like this platform that kind of mixes cultures in a sense so that's great and well there you go like anime is in our culture man it's a pop culture you know it helps people like it can help introduce people to japan as a whole like you know obviously more than the country where anime is from but like you know with the culture and everything you know people buy anime clothes the merchandise get tattoos like there are people in my college that have like fairy tale tattoos in different places and I don't think I would get one, but I mean, hey, it's that deep in a way, you know? It's a real thing in our lives. And it's so diverse in its composition, its production, in the format. But it kind of fits almost everyone. People love it. I feel like it's one of those unique type of glues where, you know, we can just connect to each other. And, you know, just anime is this crazy international hit that doesn't make sense. But it does contradictingly and impacts us in such a great way so i hope you learned something new today and you know maybe you can think about it like i said anime is popular and diverse so i encourage you go ask somebody what they think of it and you might be surprised what they say anime the spiel with stewie follow me on twitter and instagram and thank you for listening enjoy your day stewie out